Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me for the full episode this time is Linda. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) You had, like, such a short appearance on last week's episode. (laughs) You just, like, randomly came in to talk about- It's fine. It's a treat. It's a treat. Um, yeah, but we're back. Uh, we got our full episode today. We've got some new interesting news about some streaming services, what's Netflix doing with their password sharing, and also um, Sony's PlayStation Store is no longer letting you buy or rent movies and TV shows. So a couple interesting things happen in the news this week, and we're going to talk about it here on the podcast But first, I wanted to let you all know that we are kind of back up and running with our Twitch schedule. Um, We are streaming on Tuesdays and on Thursdays from 11 uh, 11 p.m. to roughly 1 a.m., maybe 12.30. Somewhere between 12.30 and 1 a.m. is when we're uh, ending those streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So come hang out. Last week, Lorencia basically played um, The Sims all week, had a jolly good time playing The Sims. Uh, this week I am back. I'll probably play some more zones. I might even pick up Little Nightmares too, Linda. Oh, I love Little Nightmares. I know. I love I, Sims too, but I love yeah. Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares is a cool little like uh, puzzle indie game. Um, really cool. I played a little bit of the first one. Actually, I think I might have played all of the first one when it came out. I don't know. It was around the time that I was playing all of those like little neat like indie games like Oli um, Oli Oxen Free. Uh, if you're or oxen free, it was just called oxen free. Um, really good, like indie, like game, um, that I played, I think on the Xbox, um, probably would have been better on a PC. I didn't have a PC at the time. So, uh, now I have a PC and now I'm going to play games. So <laughs> come join us on Twitch. Um, Lane and I played it like all the way through together once and yeah. I'm trying to play it by myself on my Nintendo switch, but I'm still stuck on the part where she's like starving to death. Because the rat keeps like going away and it doesn't like come back out. I'm like, I need you. Get back here. <laughs> rat, I need you. Um, <laughs> Just come here. I need something. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think there's really too much out like other than Little Nightmares 2. Like, I put up a patron poll. Hold on. And by the way, I'll point the patron while I'm talking about this because our patrons kind of get to dictate what we do and don't do, um, both on on our YouTube channel and for like written reviews, mostly the YouTube channel um, or Twitch in this case. So um, if you haven't go to patreon.com slash the brewer reviews to check that out. But right now I'm just going to the most recent poll because I'm curious to know what y'all voted. So the March monthly poll looks like we had only two people. I have eight patrons and only two of you people voted. You can vote even if you don't want to watch it. <laughs> vote even if you don't want to watch it. Um, we have one vote for Little Nightmares 2, and then we have one vote for Warzone. Um, and I put in parentheses to Warzone, I'm good at this game. I usually have at least one or two wins a night when I play Warzone. So, eh, I'll play Warzone maybe, or I'll play Little Nightmares 2. But both are the option. And if you go to patreon.com, and support us over there it helps sustain the show and then we can keep playing all those games that you want us to play so i recommend doing that um how else has your week been it's daylight savings time today so we lost an hour of sleep how are you feeling (laughs) you know i was wondering why it was so difficult i honestly before you had texted me i was kind of running late too but i was like oh it's it's fine i'm gonna be on time anyways jared no i was gonna be totally late because i was so tired me too. and i kept I wondering like why was i so tired like i was only up to like midnight last night and i usually get up at like 9 10 on sundays but i was just like no leave me here to die i can't so mm. i got a mountain dew yeah i've got the new like watermelon flavor i don't like it this one's called Frostbite, and I really cannot identify the, the flavor of it. But, mm. I mean, it's caffeine. Yeah. I much rather have coffee right when I wake up, and then I had pancakes from yesterday. It was our anniversary yesterday, so we made, like... Happy anniversary! Thank you. We made, like, <laughs> breakfast and made really good hash browns, and it was so good. Um, but 
I didn't eat my pancakes because I was so full. We had mimosas. We were day drinking all day. We had, I think, three mimosas. We had a whole bottle of wine. Like, I mean, we were just... And then we we went to Aroma, Linda, and we got some Indian food from Aroma. Oh, I love Indian food. It's delicious. Just delicious. Mine was spicy. It had... um, (laughs) It was like basically sautéed in jalapenos, and so it was lamb. I got lamb and uh, lambuna, and lamb. it it was so good, but it was so spicy. Like I took one bite, and I was like, <gasps> "Well, <laughs> you're the it, king of spicy like topics, spicy comments, spicy, spicy combos." Food. Yeah, get some spicy food. Re reenergize that spiciness within you. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reactivates it, you know. Yeah. And I know um, you're a little old man at heart, so it must have been a lot for you. No, I like spicy food. Actually, I never used to. Me and my mom were such little babies when it came to spicy food. Aww. We like we didn't ever like hardly did we ever like seek out like medium salsa. Even we're like pff, medium. Mild. Like <laughs> we always went mild. Now I get medium. Um, wow, you're moving up. Yeah, now I get medium. Now now I like a little bit of a kick. And when I go out to places, usually I do order like spicy food. You know what actually is really spicy that surprised me? Wendy's has this new, I think it's Wendy's. It's like a jalapeno popper burger or something that they have. And it was hot as shit. Like I, like I got it and I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, fast food like hit or miss sometimes i think the only really spicy thing that has a little bit of a kick to it is the popeyes spicy chicken sandwich everything else yeah everything else (laughs) i can't really even i can't even taste hardly i don't know if you have that same phenomenon but wendy's spicy nuggets tend to get me sometimes but i honestly love okay so there's this burger. You can really get it at like some places that even think about doing it, but it's like a cream cheese stuffed burger with like bits of jalapeno in it. It's like a jalapeno popper burger. Those can be super spicy, but oh my god, I stomach it because it's just so so good. Yeah, just, I'm now that I say that, that sounds really good. I know. <sighs> I might have to venture out. Um. Well, I know for a fact that Sportscaster has it. Mm-hmm. That that bar, yeah. I I don't really go there, but I tried their burger, and I was like, okay, I might start coming here more. And their jalapeno like cheddar popper things are super spicy. Like I started like kind of choking a little bit from the spice. <laughs> so if you want some spicy like food, I would say like Sportscaster is a good place to start. Fair enough. I will have to check that out. I'm advertising um, sportscasters on our podcast. But I know they're right. they're a paid sponsor. No, they are not. We are not paid by sportscasters. <laughs> Might um, as well be at this point. Yeah, I don't know that we should be sponsors for a lot of different things at this point. I feel like uh, whatever. I can start working on that. I suppose right now the only people that sponsor us, and we're not even necessarily sponsored. It's Buzzsprout, but um. Ooh. Sportscasters could like send us food to snack on while we're doing these. Hey, there you go. There's oh the compromise. My God. Plug you. Like some free food and we'll give you free advertisement. There we go. I think that's a fair trade. Um, all right, guys. Well, we are going to move into the news discussion bit of this podcast. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to run down the news, and then we'll be right back to talk about all of it. Stay tuned. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can test that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. 
Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Umberto Gonzalez of The Rap writes, Zack Snyder's Justice League accidentally leaks on HBO Max. Zack Snyder's Justice League accidentally leaked on HBO Max on Monday, 10 days before the film's official release on the streaming platform. The R-rated DC film played in place of the PG-rated family film Tom and Jerry due to a glitch that the streamer said was quickly corrected. It wasn't an isolated incident either, as The Hollywood Reporter's Ryan Parker was able to play the movie as well. Jordan Oleman of IGN writes, Sony to discontinue PlayStation Store movie and TV purchases and rentals. Sony has announced that it is going to discontinue movie and TV purchases and rentals on the PlayStation Store. Revealed on the PlayStation blog, the store will, quote, no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August 31st, 2021. According to Sony, the decision was made after observing tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services such as Netflix, YouTube, Disney+, and others. Users will still have access to the content they purchase beyond the August 31st deadline, with the movies and TV shows available for on-demand playback across the PS4 and PS5, as well as on mobile devices. Mark Sweeney of The Guardian writes, Netflix weighs up crackdown on password sharing. Netflix has begun testing a feature that asks viewers whether they share a household with their subscriber, in a move that could lead to a crackdown on the widespread practice of sharing passwords among friends and family. Some Netflix users are reported to have received a message asking them to confirm they live with the account owner by entering a code included in a text message or email sent to the subscriber. Quote, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. The message states. So far, viewers have been given the option to delay verification and keep watching Netflix. But the test is designed to help ensure that people using Netflix accounts are authorized to do so, a spokesperson for Netflix said. A study conducted by CordCutting.com in 2019 found that there were more than 40 million Netflix accounts for major streaming services being borrowed by non-paying users globally. In the U.S. specifically, Netflix's biggest and most important market, it faces even more intense competition from a new wave of entrants, including AT&T's HBO Max, Comcast's Peacock, and Viacom CBS's Paramount+. Josh Weiss of Sci-Fi Wire writes, Time to Play. Sci-Fi and USA's Chucky series cast Jennifer Tilly, Devin Sawa, and more. Don Machini's Chucky TV series officially has a supporting cast to join the killer doll we all know and love. The biggest news? Brad Dourif, longtime voice of the Stab Happy doll, has been joined by Jennifer Tilly. The actress is no stranger to the series, having portrayed Chucky's paramour, Tiffany Valentine, since Bride of Chucky in 1998. Chucky takes place in a small and seemingly idyllic American town that is thrown into utter chaos when a Chucky doll shows up at a local yard sale. Once people start turning up murdered, three guesses on who's knocking folks off, the town's dirty secrets and hypocrisies come to light. The show will also take a dive into titular characters' untold origin story. Chucky premieres on Sci-Fi and USA later this year. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Burrow Reviews or the Into the Burrow podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, 
A $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind the scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Burrow Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright, welcome back everyone. We are going to talk about some news real quick. And the first piece of news that I wanted to bring up real quick on the show is just how funny it was that Zack Snyder's Justice League cut uh, released on HBO Max accidentally under (laughs) the title Tom and Jerry. So there was a short period of time on Monday where if users went to go watch Tom and Jerry, it would actually start playing Zack Snyder's four-hour cut of the Justice League. Um, And, you know, it would be one thing if it played in front of like like a rated R movie or something that was, you know, a little bit more mature. But the fact that they put on a rated R Justice League on Tom and Jerry is quite hilarious. So I think that this is just a funny bit of news. Some people got to see some bits of it. So good for them. Um, Linda, how do you feel about uh, (laughs) this mix up? I think, I think my favorite part was this tweet that they, that they have on the article that said they figured it out and cut the feed, but I can say the first hour. So the Snyder cut is the best DC film I've ever seen. And Mm -hmm. it really makes me feel bad for that guy. Cause it's like, he only got to watch an hour. It. Hey, it's an hour more than everyone else what a tease i know um <laughs> so it will um just want to mention too the snyder cut will get a black and white release which is most what i'm looking forward to with uh the new justice league like i'll definitely watch it i didn't think the first one was awful it wasn't great but it wasn't awful uh unlike a lot of my colleagues that thought otherwise um i just didn't think it was that bad same with cherry i'm in the minority with cherry every other Aww. critic's like this movie and i'm like what are you why oh, like tom holland fans like stand behind you though i know i know we had a lot of tom holland stands <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> Jeez. um anyway uh that's it for the Zack snyder story and justice league on hbo now let's turn our attention to Um, some Sony news on the PlayStation Store. So as I mentioned in the intro, the PlayStation Store movie and TV purchases and rentals have been discontinued. So if you're the person that, you know, has a PlayStation, you don't have any other, you know, don't have any other console, you don't have a PC, don't have a Roku TV, and you're looking for a place to go rent your movies, yeah, I mean, the obvious option is to just go right on the PlayStation Store and to buy the movies and the TV shows right from there. But uh, that is no longer an option. Now, I highly doubt that there are any, very many people who use that solely for that purpose. So it's not going to affect too many people, but it just shows you where we're going in terms of the trend for streaming. It is no longer about buying and renting movies. It is all about what's on Netflix this week or what's on HBO Max this week. It's no longer about actually owning those properties for yourself. Um, And we, you know, we knew it was coming, but I just want to say it's kind of sad because I started my whole live streaming TV um, experience on PlayStation, on PlayStation view when they had view available a couple of years ago, you know, when I first moved out into my own apartment, PlayStation view was like the first, service i guess live tv service that i had gotten and then um eventually i moved over to youtube tv and they canceled um playstation view and that was i think in 2019 um or 2020 and then and then now you know even bigger nail in the coffin for playstation like users sole users anyway because yeah you're just gonna have less and less to actually go buy um as everything shifts to streaming services so um a little sad um, but you know, it's kind of to be expected at this point. Linda, how do you feel about this? Like you said, it it is uh pretty sad. I know my brother always used to use it. It was a very easy way for him to just stream basically whatever he wanted. I am glad though that they took into consideration before canceling it that their gamers and that people that use their their system has other ways of of streaming content before they shut it off and you know that is ultimately the reason why they did shut it off was just 
it's being completely overshadowed at this point. You can get it pretty much anywhere else. A lot of people, you know, have Xbox, other gaming systems besides PlayStation. So that makes it even harder. It's not like they're the only game station out there. So that just kind of, it, it all just adds up. Um, it's just, things are changing. Um, it, it's probably for the best for them. They're probably just not making money off it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that will go into effect on August 31st, 2021. And according to Sony, the decision was made after observing tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services, much like Netflix, YouTube, Disney+, and others. Users will still have access to the content they purchased beyond the August 31st deadline with the movies and TV shows available for on-demand playback across the PS4 and PS5 systems, as well as on mobile devices. So even if you had purchased something previously, it's not going away necessarily, but you will no longer to purchase those same titles in the future or titles like it. So that's kind of the news with that. And the other big streaming news that we got this week was that Netflix is starting to crack down on password sharing. So they're testing a feature that basically will ask you right when you boot up Netflix, whether or not you're, um, you know, in the same household with the actual person who has signed up for the subscription. Now, this is a feature that has been tested. Um, I know Hulu used it a lot. So I used to share my Hulu password with my friends in Omaha. And you could only have one like household like address. And if you were accessing it from another place, they would give you a similar error message being like, Hey, like, are you the primary household here? And then if you said yes, it would basically boot the other person off and then you would get on. And then when they logged on, it would give them the prompt. They would hit yes and it would boot you off. And yeah, it it was kind of nightmarish. Um, but it sounds like they are starting to crack down Um, now this, I just want to say it's a test. So they're testing this feature out. It's not in full fledged effect yet. Just want that to be known, but it is a sign that, you know, with their increasing price hikes, you know, through the years, like they're going to keep increasing their prices because they are producing that much content and then some. So as they increase their prices, they're wanting to make sure that I, I guess this is their way of maybe trying to see if they can't like not raise prices so much anymore and instead can just force people to get their own subscriptions because it looks bad for business if you keep raising your prices like that. So I'm sure that they're trying to combat that with, you know, maybe this new feature. Linda, do you share your password or do you have, you know, a password that's shared with you? Don't call me out like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, Lame had. Basically, the only thing I pay for with my own money is Disney Plus. And that's because it's only like $5 a month. I share that one with Lane, my brother and his wife, and my sister. Because they like watching The Mandalorian. My sister likes watching old Disney movies. And, you know, there's Marvel and everything in between there. Mm-hmm. Lane, on the other hand, has like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max and thinking about it now I should probably start helping him pay for some of this stuff but oh my god let's face it Netflix is being greedy like honestly with all of these streaming services that are available right now like there's still like the top the top guy for streaming services everyone has Netflix they have you know Netflix originals Netflix original movies TV shows. And you know what? With all the friggin' money they're making, who cares if, you know, people are sharing? Because they still have so much money. Like, why are you being greedy right now, Netflix? I'll tell you why they're being greedy. So, a study by cordcutting.com in 2019 found that there were more than 40 million Netflix accounts for major streaming services being borrowed by non paying users globally. 40 million. 40 million. Could you imagine if every single one of those 40 million people that were borrowing had their own subscription and how much more money that would make them? So we all know why they're doing it. They, And honestly, from a business standpoint, it's if we're talking about from a strictly budgetary standpoint, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad decision. Now, your your PR and your marketing for that has to be on point. And even then... It just doesn't look good 
It just doesn't look good when you go to do it. But I I think yeah. at this point though, they should either crack down on the security of how many like accounts are being shared or raise the price. Cause if they're gonna do both, then they're just gonna have a lot of pissed off people. Yeah. Like they should honestly just do one or the other if they're that concerned about it. And I don't even know why I'm concerned about it. I live with the person that I'm borrowing my accounts from. Yeah, but so I'm, just, not even I'm thinking you. about other people here. <clears throat> I'm being yeah. selfless. I'm thinking about the rest of the world. So they apparently it pops up with like a screen that says, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. But so far, viewers have been given the option to delay the verification and just keep watching. So they're not necessarily like, I guess, kicking people off yet, but that is showing that they're starting to maybe possibly like grind their gears a little bit and think about it. So we'll see what comes of it in the future. But uh, luckily I just got my own account because for like press access and stuff, like I have to have my own account where I can, where they can just give me the screeners through there. So I, I did end up having to pay for a Netflix subscription, but for the longest time I was just using my friends because um, I didn't care. Uh, and they didn't care for the longest time. So I was just password sharing and now I have my own account. So it's not too big of a deal, but, uh, still like, I don't, if it's one less thing I have to pay for if I, you know, I'm password sharing, but, uh, even shutter, like you can't have concurrent streams going. So me and you couldn't be watching something at the same time. It would boot one of us off. Um, but still like even shutter, like. They don't really care. No one else really cares. It's literally just, I guess it's just Netflix. Netflix is greedy. <clears throat> yeah. uh, okay. And uh, we're going to move on. Last thing that we got to talk about is the Chucky TV series. Um, it's been cast. So, uh, Linda, I know you were very excited about this. You actually found this article. So um, why don't you give us some insight into who's been cast and what this means for the uh, future of Chucky? So Chucky, the TV series, from what I know, so you you might be hearing more stuff from other people, but from what I've known from following this, is that it basically got greenlit around the time that the remake came out. Mm -hmm. However, the TV show is going to stay more faithful to the original series rather than the remake. Uh, so I, I see why they wanted to do that. The remake wasn't, wasn't great. It's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I I think they weren't trying to make it funny. So no, that's that's a red weren't. flag in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good news, they are bringing back Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany. Brad Dourif is going to be Chucky again. Honestly, the remake, the highlight of it was Mark Hamill as Chucky. I think he was fantastic as Chucky in that. But I am glad for vintage sake that they are bringing back the original actor for that. Uh, for casting, they are, uh, they got Olivia Allenland. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. her name. Mm -hmm. uh, her older sister was in Doctor Strange and The Babysitter 2. So I know, I know her sister more than her, but. I am aware of their family. Uh, and most importantly, Devin Sawa is going to be in it, who is a very big 90s heartthrob. He was in like Casper, Final Destination, Now and Then. And so he's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. I freaking love Devin Sawa. I love his Twitter account, too. He's, he's pretty funny. Uh, but from what we know, uh, there's also Zachary Arthur, Tio Briones. Is that? Yeah, I would say. Brion's here. And <clears throat> help me out here. Um, uh, <laughs> um, um, the actor in The Seventh Day. Borgman Arneson? Thank you. Yes, I'm going to say that's correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> Scandinavian name. Um, so it's got a lot of people that I'm not really 
familiar with, which I kind of like. I love seeing fresh faces when it comes to to horror-inspired TV shows. Like, that's my favorite thing that they did with the Scream TV shows, that you didn't really know the cast that well, and it gave them a good chance to invent themselves for you. So I honestly don't hate a more unfamiliar cast, but I'm guessing that Devin Sawa is going to be the new Andy of this TV show. So uh, that's that's my theory. (laughs) Uh, But it sounds like this new Chucky TV show is going to take place in a seemingly idyllic American town that is thrown into utter chaos when a Chucky doll shows up at a local yard sale. Uh, Once people start turning up murdered, the town's dirty secrets and hypocrisies come to light a la the monsters are due on Maple Street. So it sounds like it's going to go further into Chucky's, it says untold origin story, but he has a pretty detailed origin story. So I'm wondering how they're going to pretty much go about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess if they're trying to stay as faithful as possible, right, they can't deviate too far off of what we would possibly expect from a Chucky, you know, series or a Chucky film. So yeah. I don't think it'll be too unfamiliar. But um, the most interesting thing is that they are still planning on releasing this uh, on sci-fi later this year. So this is something that's still coming out and that we're still going to get to see this year, which, you know, honestly... I'm kind of excited for things to start going back to normal um, to where we can actually watch them when they're supposed to be watched because there are so many movies that I just didn't watch last year. And, and yeah. um, the back half of this year is a busy year. Linda it is a busy year. There is too much happening. We so, are going to be busy, but it'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll and this fine. is just another thing that we may, I mean, we did, you know, weekly installments of the WandaVision stuff. So we'll see how Falcon and Winter Soldier goes. If we're going to do a weekly thing for that, or if we're just going to do a beginning and end kind of depends on how we like the show. Cause I, I honestly don't want to talk about it if I'm just bashing it. Um, so if I end up not liking Falcon and Winter Soldier, well, we're definitely it's not clear you already have very high hopes for it, Jared. Wow. No, I actually, WandaVision lowered my expectations for it. Um, Are you serious? I didn't yeah. think it'd do that much damage to you. No, I liked the WandaVision finale. I just That's now know. Shocked. Well, I just now know where to put my expectations because it seemed like they were building and building and building and building. And I just thought that oh, we were going to keep going ending. and then it yeah. stopped. And I'm like, ah, okay. So now I know about what I can expect from falcon and winter soldiers so we'll see if we like it and then we may talk about it but i definitely think that we should talk about uh chucky weekly though um because it's a tv show like we have to honestly i wish we had done that with the screen tv show we would have had so much to talk about yeah oh the screen fans are the best too though because we did like we did that actually for um for season three when it was six episodes premiering across those three nights like we did it that way so we did like talk about each episode we did a pre-show and then and we had so many people tune in for that video series on youtube like thousands of people tuned out for tuned in for that uh those three episodes and like it was so amazing and the scream fans are the best so if we can like get into that audience again i would love it we are um I think done with news. So we're going to move on to talking about a trailer. We're going to talk about The Unholy when we come back from the break. Um, It stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Carrie Elwes. So we'll be right back. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theborrowreviews.com. If you like indie movies or blockbuster movies and anything in between, really, on our site, you'll find podcast, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Borough. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theborrowreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews. 
your movie refuge. All right, welcome back from the break. We are going to talk about The Unholy, um, which is directed by Evan Spiliotopoulos. Um, I don't you ask got me. It this time. I did with with ease, actually. Uh, that was impressive. It was. Um, I didn't even read it beforehand. I like opened up the page and I looked at it and I was like, "It has to be that." Um, I don't know if that's actually how you say it. I imagine it is. Please correct me if I'm saying that wrong. But as we try to be close, out of respect for the people making these movies, yes, we do. We we try so hard. So just bear with us. Sometimes sometimes saying stuff's hard. <laughs> it is. It is, especially when you're talking for like an hour. She's here. You think there could be other forces at play here? When God builds a church, the devil builds a chapel next door don't doubt her doubt weakens faith hail mary full of grace pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death this is not the work of the virgin mary it's the work of the unholy so the unholy it's a pg-13 horror movie that is going to open in theaters on april 2nd of this year and it like i said earlier it stars carrie elways and then jeffrey dean morgan those are like the two people that i personally know i don't really know anyone else um out of this cast to be quite honest I like do. No, no one looked familiar to me enough to where i would know where they were from um now i probably should know who william sadler is because he's been he's, in so much uh <laughs> he's one like, of those actors that's in like everything yeah. but you probably just don't know their name yeah yep and now that i'm looking at his discography i know exactly who he is yeah. but um yeah uh the unholy the trailer was a little weird it was a little weird it seems like it's gonna be a lot of jump scares Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, the the CGI from what they showed us on the trailer was questionable. It was, especially that one shot of of Mary when she is like. They kept showing shots yeah. of like hands flying yeah, out at you, hands flashing. Um, and yeah, it's like it didn't eyes. Look the first time, mm-hmm. so. Right. Well, a lot of close-ups, like tight frames, like around people's mm-hmm. faces and eyes, and like um, a lot with the with the unholy, with Mary, with the I guess the you know the evil presence here that we have for the film. Um, we actually saw they don't normally do that in trailers where they just show you you know the primary antagonist, especially not with these types of horror movies. You don't really see like like anything like too in like i guess i think back to like the nun and i remember the nun trailer um and they really kind of withheld you know a lot of her like motion and her movement and here they're showing like all of it you get all of the action that you could ever hope for with mary um who is the primary villain i don't know what to call her is she like a is she like an evil spirit a demon what is I'm she i'm guessing it's like a a demon posing as the virgin mary and that's yeah. going to be like the whole shtick here they're going to be like yeah. it's not the virgin mary and it's like you think <laughs> you think <laughs> looks a little fucked up for the virgin hmm. mary i must say weird <laughs> uh, but uh no they show a lot of of mary in quotation marks uh and I don't know if I like that or if it worries me. I think it worries me. It's never me. a good sign yeah. when they show too much in the trailer because that means they're they're putting all their good stuff in there yeah. to get people to watch it. When they watch it, they, they realize there's nothing left that they have to offer. Well, they showed us a lot in there too. Like There were scenes I'm pretty sure that were from the end. 100% had to be scenes in there from the end and Which- a lot of them. By the way, don't do that. If no, you're don't making do a that. trailer, don't show stuff from the ending. Like, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I knew Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Carrie Elways, too. I recognized William Sadler. Like, like we said, he's in everything. Uh, Katie Asselton. I know her pretty well, actually. Uh, she apparently replaced Jordana Brewster in this, which is great. I don't want to see Jordana Brewster in any other horror movie after random acts of violence. 
I know it wasn't yeah. her fault, but I'm just done. I'm done with everyone that was in that Stick movie. Stick to your fast and furious, Jordana Brewster. <laughs> yeah, you got like 10 of them. You should be making enough money. But it, and it sucks. I loved her in the faculty. But anyways, mm. uh, yeah, no, I know Katie Asselton. She had like a bit part in The Gift. She starred in Black Rock, which I watched, and I don't really know. Oh, she's in. <gasps> That's where I know her from. Black Rock or the no League? Casual. Oh, um, yeah, no, she's in Casual, uh, one of like my favorite like Hulu shows, one of their flagship shows, right when they started making original series. Um, she is also, I guess, the main character in She Dies Tomorrow, I think, which released last year on Shutter. We didn't get around to reviewing it, but I heard really good things, and she was in that as well. So. Mm. Yeah, no, my favorite thing she's in is The League. That's, like, one of my favorite TV shows ever. It's hilarious, and I absolutely adored her in that. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not really too familiar with all of her filmography, obviously, no. but, I mean, I'm interested to see how she does in this compared to everything else in the movie. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is taking a step back. Every time I see Jeffrey Dean Morgan's name show up in a property, I'm always like, mm, I don't know. Like, I like the dude a lot. I do. I think he's a great guy. But he and, you know, he's a good actor as well. But he doesn't pick the best properties at all. Like, I mean, can we talk about what was it? The, uh, the rock movie Rampage? He was just not great in that movie because he wasn't given anything to do. He showed up in a couple of other like straight to video, like video on demand um, movies that just, uh, just didn't look good at all. But let's not to mention that. Let's not forget to mention that, you know, the walking dead, everyone was so excited for him to show up and then he shows up and then he's like the most hated character on television. Um, yeah. Really good actor. But I think after the walking dead, he kind of, almost lost his way a little bit um just because like yeah you have him in really good things but even in something like uh he was in that one superhero property that i just fucking hate the losers yeah what a bad movie the losers is i that is a bad movie you will never hear me say that very often at all like you know how i am like all movies you know whatever what no that's a bad movie and <laughs> he just doesn't pick the best now watchman was really great Watchmen, great. Oh, I love great. Watchmen. Um, that's probably, you know, in Supernatural, he's been on Supernatural from time to time as well. So uh, I don't know. He's just one of those actors that I see and I'm like, hmm, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm leaning towards it's a bad thing. Like, not that I'm he's I'm the same bad. way with Carrie Elways, too. Mm -hmm. Carrie Elways is in so many good yeah. things, but he's also in so many yeah. not good things. And so with both of them, they both have like hits and extreme misses. So it yeah. it does make you a little nervous to see what although, they do in one that they're together. Although that Carrie always just got added to the cast of Mission Impossible 7. And like Mission Impossible doesn't really have a miss in my opinion. Like every it just keeps getting better and better. And so, you know. I don't know. Maybe he's turning a tide and maybe this is going to be a great movie. I, I just don't think so, okay. but we can hope. Um, yeah. What is something uh, he. Oh, so Carrie always, I guess I remember him being on Stranger Things, but it's been such a long time since I've watched Stranger Things that I forgot that he was even on it. Oh, yeah. He was the mayor. Yeah. The, the mayor. corrupt mayor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then I think the other thing that I keep thinking, was he in that Jim Carrey movie? The, um, you know, the one Jim Carrey movie? Oh, oh, uh, Liar, Liar. Yeah, he was in that, right? Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. He was see, the boyfriend. That's, that's, I think that's my first introduction to Carrie Elway's because I didn't watch Saw until way later, but I watched Liar, Liar first. And that was my introduction. So we had that. And then we had saw back to back for me. And I was like, Oh, I like this guy. But then he kind of dropped off the face of the earth for a long time. Even though if you look at his filmography, he was doing stuff. All right. Like a lot of TV, yeah. a lot of TV. I know him from either, I think like saw or the princess bride. My parents were big. On oh, the princess, princess bride. bride. Well, that too, but you know, yeah, come on, Jared, show some culture. I know. Damn. <laughs> 
take oh, away I my degree. I also really like Kiss the Girls. I didn't even know he was in that. Kiss the Girls? Oh, it's such a good movie. I... It's about this like serial kidnapper who like takes girls to this like basement in this cabin in the middle of the woods, and he takes this one girl who ends up escaping and helps the detectives like track him down. And oh my god, it's so good. It's so hmm. good. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we talked about the cast more than we did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, that's probably the safest bet without saying much about the actual movie itself because our opinions are not not great. Yeah, they they really aren't favorable (laughs) of this movie. And the fact that it's PG-13 too, uh, yikes. I don't know. PG-13 horror, there's some really good, like uh, Lights Out. It's a really good little movie. I really like it. Um, There are PG-13 properties that, you know, work so well in that within that rating and you don't need a you know an r rating to get super like intense or scary so but um i will say that rated r horror is also really good though and they're able to do a lot more a lot more body horror a lot more um yeah unease i would say rather than fright when you uh, want horror movies, your instinct is pretty much going to go towards the R-rated ones. You have a bigger chance of success, of scares, of you know blood, guts, gore, all that stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't really know how to describe my feelings for this movie, other than with all the things that kind of worry you about the movie. It's like watching a child play with fire and you feel like nothing bad's going to happen. Yet at the same time, you know, there's a good chance that it's going to catch fire. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fire in this trailer. So (laughs) it'll likely catch on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's our discussion of the unholy. Uh, Like I said, the film releases uh, um, wide, it's a wide theatrical release on April 2nd of this year. So if you're wanting to go back out of the theaters, if you have your vaccine, whatever, I guess go ahead. Um, otherwise, you stay home. You don't go to the theater for this movie if you're not vaccinated. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Oh my God. Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh my not God. not you. Not you. I was you talking like to them. You're like the world, yet giving me like intense eye contact. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I was looking at the camera. But yes, I realize it. Looking at the Please camera. Don't- is also no, he's you. He's going to yell at me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we take another quick break? And when we come back, we're going to tell you a little bit about what is streaming this week uh, for your eye holes when we return. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal. And it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. What is new to streaming this week, you ask? Well, here at the Into the Bro podcast, we have the answer for you. So we have Kid 90 on Hulu, which is documenting like basically home video footage um, from Salil Moonfry's life, um, who happened to be a squad of other teen stars. This documentary centers on those home videotapes that she has along with interviews with her 90s pop culture circle. Um, including Mark Paul uh, Gosler. Is that how you say that? Gosler? Gosler. Gosler, That's how I would say it. And then uh, David Arquette, among many others. I know we're really excited about the David Arquette bit there. Um, But they recall all the ups and downs of growing up in the spotlight during the 90s, which what a time to like grow up and be, you know, famous and so much was happening, cultural shifts and all. Um, So just being a kid of the nineties, that kind of looks interesting to me just cause like, I'm like, yeah, like, let me check out because you know, we we're, we're late nineties. So like, it's yeah. like, I mean, did we even really get to like experience it? No, not really, but we, we were there. So maybe I should check it out. <laughs> um, Honestly, the culture of the nineties was so popular 
Like, there's no lie. It definitely just kind of drug into the early 2000s, too. Like, a lot of things that my older and brother like my older brother and sister did experience all the trends that they went through in the nineties. I definitely went through as a kid, especially in the early two thousands like that, that like went through there before two thousands trends started happening. Yeah. Um, also, uh, well, this actually, it's a film that is, uh, where is this streaming? It doesn't even, Oh, oh, the Lamel Virtual Cinema. Okay, we don't have that. The Lamel Virtual Cinema. No, we don't have that. But if you have, if you have access to the Lamel Virtual Cinema, by the way, I do like that. Out of this pandemic, we we are seeing a lot of the virtual cinema like pop up. Like I know there's a couple different sites that you can go to to watch like the new releases in the virtual like space as well. Um, which is really cool. And it's a feature that I don't think is necessarily going to go away as quickly. Um, I kind of, the interview that I had with um, director uh, Emily Siegel um, recently, she, she's a Israeli director and she was talking about like how the festival like circuits are a little bit different, but that more people are like actually like interacting with her and her film because of the expanded market. So by all of these virtual screenings and virtual festivals and cinemas, like more and more people are getting a hold of, you know, smaller, like independent content, which is really nice. So if they can kind of capitalize on this. Um, so Quo Vadis Ada is a tense historical drama set in 1995 amid the war in Bosnia. Ada is a translator working for the United Nations, hoping to save her family as Serbian troops descend on Srebrenica. And like we said, that's streaming the Laymail virtual cinema. And then we have Last Chance U Basketball uh, from the same team as Cheer and a previous Last Chance U series about football. Uh, this docuseries spends a season with the East Los Angeles College Huskies, a group of community college students holding on to hope that sports could get them a university scholarship or even an NBA deal and their ambitious coach. Um, and that's on Netflix. So I think I, we remember talking about last chance you at some point and, um, yeah, it was a football. So this one's basketball on Netflix. Uh, if you're a fan of basketball, a fan of sports, this might be for you. I'm not going to watch it, but I encourage you to. Um, so yeah, what a, it's kind of a boring week. Now I will say that that show, um, the one that centers around, um, kid 90, the kid nineties. Yeah. The kid nineties. And, and honestly, even the historical drama, I mean, those both sound like interesting. So like, I mean, I don't have time for them, but, uh, they sound, they sound pretty cool. Uh, thanks to our friends at LA mag who just update this article weekly. It's so nice. Um, I don't even have to like go searching for it. They just kind of list, you know, the main things yeah. that are releasing certainly not everything. Right. But the things that you're most likely going to check out. So thank you to Ellie Mag for doing that. And that is another episode of the Into the Borough podcast, Linda. What have you got going on for the rest of the week? Work. (laughs) Just work. I've been, I've been binge watching the X-Files lately. So I'm going to try to finish that up. And then I work next week. I'm having a little personal vacation. Just kind of taking the weekend, just chilling out, relaxing. Uh, but this week is going to be just all about that work, getting that tax return, getting a new car. Where's my stimmy at? I haven't. Hold on. Stimmy, While I'm here. Where are you? Let me check my bank account. Oh, Everyone else is getting theirs. I had people come into my too. part-time job, which now I can say was Adam and Eve. And they were coming in and they were like, like three people on Friday night were like, yeah, we just got our stimmy. Like, so we're spending it on sex. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Trust um, me, I'm I'm pro all of that, but I would never spend a whole stimulus check on it. I know. Well, the, like the one, the one old couple spent like $180. And I was like, don't Aww, you have like a, a car? It's so cute though. It They're is cute. spicing it up. It is cute. And they were really nice. But um, yeah, no, no stimmy yet. Damn it. Where's my stimmy? Um, I don't know. I think my stimulus check this time is going to go to my car payment. 
I think I'm I'm trying to pay off my car sooner. I have like 16 more months to go, but honestly, 16 so much. So I just want to pay it down faster. Because <laughs> once I this- oh, once sorry. I once I pay it down though, like I'll have because it's my car payment monthly is like $285. It's almost $300 a month. And I just right. want that money to myself. <laughs> so we'll see. I just realized all the money that I spent on like bills and stuff this weekend have not come out of my bank account. And I like saw it and I was like, oh, sweet. I got so much money in my bank account. And then I'll add the stimmy on top of it. But then I remembered I paid rent, all those bills. I paid for this, that, the other thing. Like my bank account's going to crash. Bummer. Doesn't that just always just make your heart sink a little bit? And you're like, oh, I don't have that. I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a sad week for Linda, but it's fine. Yeah. And also, I've got to pay. I've got to pay my taxes. Like, I, I owe because of unemployment this year, I owe. Um, and it's so weird because, like, I was taking taxes out of mine and still, like, I, I owe. So it was strange. That's like, so weird. I had like I had a pretty good tax return coming, and then I entered in my unemployment, you know, things from what uh, March to whenever, and and like once I entered it in, I saw it go from positive, and then it like all the way to I owe like you know a few hundred dollars, oh. and so I'm like, oh, that's that's depressing. <laughs> so I don't know. If, my stimmy is probably going to go to my car and to paying my taxes. So that that's smart. I'm glad you're making smart investments with this because I know a lot of people are putting their stimulus checks towards stonks. Stonks, stonks have been a big thing. Yeah, I call them stonks. Me too. It's, it's fun. <laughs> I just hadn't heard anyone else do it that I know. Uh, so hey, stonks. Go. Yeah, stonks. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot of people are wanting to invest in some stonks due to the GameStop incident, the famous GameStop incident of 2021. Oh, it was hilarious. And that makes me nervous. I'm glad uh, neither myself nor any of my friends are trying to do that. Because let's face it, that's just going to be a little bit disastrous, but that's fine. You use your stimmy how you want to. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take 100 and just keep a hundred for myself, just for flexible spending money. But then uh, everything else is going to go towards bills because you know, contrary to popular popular belief, a lot of people actually use their stimulus to try and help pay down debt and to try and help pay off things. And like, so it like it goes to the right things. There was a study that was done in California. There was a town in California where a few participants. Um, I'm trying to think of how many. Reform UBI. Um, uh, ooh. Yeah. So this is from um, The Guardian, by the way. Uh, so this is, uh, it was 125 people in California got $500 per month for two years without rules and how to spend it. Uh, 125 people in California, I don't know which town though, uh, Stockton, Stockton, California, paid off debt, got full-time jobs, and had, quote, statistically significant improvements in emotional health, according to a study that was just released on Wednesday. Um, The program was the nation's highest profile experiment in decades of universal basic income, and the idea gained national attention when it became part of a major part of Andrew Yang's 2020 campaign for president. Um. So let me say here that the one thing that they weren't sure of is um, they weren't sure that how people were spending it necessarily. 40% of those 125 people took their money. um, They gave them a card. So what they did is they issued them a card and they just loaded the card. But a lot of people went to withdraw the money in cash. So 40% of the people withdrew their money in cash so that they couldn't track where they were spending it. But the other 60% of people like just, you know, use the card and they found this is quite amazing. They found that, um, full-time employment increased five percentage points from 32 to 37%. Um, yeah, let's see here. Um, the researchers said that the extra 500 per month was enough for people with part-time jobs to take time off so they could interview for full-time positions that offered better pay. Uh, there was a guy specifically that was like, no, that money helped me, um, get my, 
because he was like, I don't have time to take off in order to go back and get my degree. So he went back, got his degree, and then he started his own business and successfully launched that. And like, and I'm like, yeah, see, this is what this is what happens when you give people money. Contrary to popular belief, they they invest it back in into the market. You got to keep in mind, some people with the pandemic and everything going on, like, keep. I've had a personal experience with having to quit a job due to lack of transportation. Like, I yeah. couldn't afford to Uber from where I lived to the job I had. I couldn't afford to pay for, you know, to buy a car, pay for any, like, damages, things like that. I couldn't afford to get to work. Therefore, I had to quit that job. And I know for a fact that that was an issue for some people during the pandemic. And so that's a great thing for the stimulus check. It'll give you a mode of transportation. You could buy like a couple months worth for, you know, bus passes for Uber. You could even, you know, pay for any fixes uh, for your car, get a new car. So then you could actually go to work. Like it does more than it damages. Who's who's the dipshit that said that people would stop working if they got a stimulus check? Um, all the Republican Party. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I read that and I was like, "Are you? Who's gonna retire with fourteen hundred dollars?" See, but that's the thing. They're so not. They they like they live in their own little bubble. Like they they think that people live off. $2,000 for months on end. No, sorry. I spend like $1,500 a month. So I don't really like live the high. Li- no one's living the high life out here. Like um, that money is going to be used to help pay off bills and to help just relax. Because the thing is, is, you know, when you take off the financial pressure, like people's overall happiness increases, right? Like, um, so, you know, like I said, in the study, you know, they were basically paying off debt. They were, they were, better like better equipped to prepare for their um emotional stability and you know kind of the the various instances that life just decides to throw at you at random times you know 62% off 62% of those people paid off debt um and in the previous study that they had done before it was only 50%. So you you see now just based on those numbers it's not causation but the correlation indicates that you know people are more in debt now than they ever have been before because of stagnant wages and the you know cost of living increasing. So giving money to people isn't a bad thing and I just want everyone to know that that um yeah and it's hopefully- their job too. They're supposed to provide for the people. Mm-hmm. Not treat them like they're like hamsters in a cage, like they have to figure it out themselves. Yeah, their job so. is literally to help us, and yet it's kind of the one thing they don't want to do, which is yeah. like the most effed up thing about this whole situation. Yeah, it's yeah, it's strange. But if you want to go read about that review, it's on um, the Guardian, so you can go to the Guardian and just type in like Stockton, California, UBI. And it'll pull up that study and you can read all the statistics there. But it's a fascinating case study. And I'm sure that, you know, long term, once we look back and we kind of figure out where the stimulus money went and how it helped people, um, it always amazes me too how many like, especially people here where we live in Nebraska, you know, in a red state, how many people like want that money and are supportive of getting that money too. Because it's not just, honestly, it's, it's everyone. It's not just Democrats. It's not, it's, it's everyone that wants that stimulus money and like it, it, it truly does help. So I'm hoping that this maybe kind of like opens up the possibility of us having like some sort of UBI in the future, which would be nice. Um, and honestly, the stimulus check is great for anti-maskers because when you get COVID, you have money to pay for those hospital bills. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, you heard it is first. That a little, is that a little too too much? No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. So I'm, we're not inherently political on anything. In fact, me and Lorenzo were just having this discussion. We're not political on too much on this, like on on our, I guess, on our network, right? Like we're not, we don't usually come at politics, but here on the podcast specifically, like we, we dive into it a little bit, Um, (laughs) but uh, that's okay. Like you should probably know by now, if you follow us, like um, I know the first year that we started, we did like a whole pride month thing. I usually do fundraising for pride month every year. Like, 
you know, with different like sites and stuff. So it, it shouldn't come as a surprise to you where our political opinion falls. But nonetheless, um, I think that that is another episode wrapped here on the Borough Reviews Network, the Into the Borough podcast. And um, we have so much more to talk about in the coming months. Uh, we're going to have another episode releasing next week on the 22nd. And then uh, we're not going to have any release on the 29th. Just want to let people know about that ahead of time, just because uh, Linda is going to take some much needed time off and um, we don't have the space for it <laughs> on our bus route. Um they they allot us a certain amount of time to post every month. So like, um, unfortunately, since there's five Mondays in in March, we don't get to post every single one of those Mondays. But that's okay because you're taking time off, and then we'll yes. resume in April. Um, oh, we'll resume on April fifth. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's a date. Um, <laughs> April fifth. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Anyway, uh, we are gonna um. We are going to see you in the next episode and we don't know what we're going to review, but we are going to try and review something maybe on Shudder so that we can give you a Shudder recommendation because we haven't done that in a while. So tune in next week for that. It will be a nice little surprise, a nice little treat. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to go follow us, follow us on all the social media platforms on twitch.tv slash the borough reviews on Instagram, Facebook at the borough reviews. And then at the Borough Reviews on Twitter. And also keep in mind, we're looking for more staff writers. We're looking for video creators. So if any of those positions interest you at all, um, there is a small commission. Uh, just feel free to go to any of our social platforms. And we have a link tree up there where you can uh, select to be a contributor option. And then it'll take you directly to the form to fill out for the application for that. And uh, it's a pretty easy form. You know, staff writers only have to, I think, um, they have 200 words, 250 words that they have to fill to write just to see over anything. It can be a writing prompt over anything. Video creators can submit up to a one minute video um, of editing or, you know, kind of whatever that showcases their talent. So it's a pretty lax process, but we're looking to expand our team. So if that interests you, I recommend that you do that. With all that being said, thank you so much, everyone, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.